All right, well, welcome. My name is Shane Christopher Neal, and this week I have the distinct pleasure of chatting with two members of the Dead Daisies. Uh, the band just put out a brand new album in April called Burn It Down. Uh, they are on tour right now playing Friday night, August the 24th in Toronto. It is at the Phoenix, 410 Sherborne Street, and you can get tickets at ticketweb.ca. A couple of opening bands, Counterweight and Fear out of the Toronto area, and Dizzy Reed's Hookers and Blow open up the show, and uh, you might know this, but Dizzy Reed was a one-time member of the Dead Daisies and a long-time member and still a member of Guns N' Roses. Uh, the Dead Daisies consists of Doug Aldrich from Whitesnake and Dio on guitar, John Karabi from Motley Crue and The Scream on vocals, David Lowry from Red Phoenix on guitar, Marco Mendozo from Thin Lizzy and Whitesnake, and the newest and latest and uh, my favorite member, just because he's a drummer uh, of the Dead Daisies, Dean Castronovo, who for many years played with none other than Journey. Please enjoy. Here are Dean Castronovo and John Karabi of the Dead Daisies. All right, this Friday, August the 24th, the Dead Daisies 2018 tour comes to the Phoenix in Toronto. Uh, the Daisies have a brand new album out called Burn It Down. And if you haven't heard it, what the heck is wrong with you? Uh, an amazing album. And I want to mel- welcome rather two members of the band. The first one, I think many of my friends I know say put out one of the best Motley Crue albums ever, singer John Karabi. And the second was the backbeat of this band called Journey, very small band Journey from 1998 to 2015. He also played in Bad English, and I want to tell you this, he played on one of my favorite albums, Double Eclipse by Hardline. His name is Mr. Dean Castronovo. I love you, brother. Look at that, eh? How's (laughs) that for a welcome? (laughs) I appreciate you guys taking the time. You're playing Friday night, and uh, a great lineup. We got some local bands in Counterweight and Fear, and of course, Dizzy Reed's hookers and blow we'll get to that but i want to talk first about this album and i mentioned off the top what a great album what what does this album stack or how does it stack up i guess against some of the past albums that that you guys have done i guess that's more of a a question for john that is for dean but how do you feel it stacks up to the past albums well you know what i think i think with each record that we we're doing i i mean dean kind of came into this new kind of a little bit cold with us but um, he definitely brought like positive energy that, you know, we didn't miss a beat with the drumming thing. And then he adds another dimension as far as the vocals go. But I think for the rest of us, we're just kind of, we're starting to figure each other out. We know how each other works in the studio. And I just think it's getting bigger and better and better every time. So that's your, my two cents. I'm sticking to it. Your first single <laughs> is called rise up. Correct. And, and, why that particular song? And tell me about the writing of the song. I listened to it the other day, actually, for the first time. I thought it was fantastic. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people ask us when we go into the studio, do we kind of have a set thing in mind? And we don't. We don't. We kind of go in with no songs at all. And everybody just saves riffs because we all contribute in the writing process. Like, there's five guys in the band and then usually marty is in the room with us while we're doing the writing thing so you've got six writers contributing um this time it was funny we were we actually started working on three or four songs and we're like oh you know these are pretty cool these you know we're digging a direction and and then we were we were in uh 
oh god, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it was in New York City where it belonged to uh, Alicia Keys. And her engineer was there, and we were kind of talking, we were demoing some of the ideas up with Marty, and we were talking about, you know, like that old school Grand Funk Railroad uh, Sabbath bass tone. So he ran out of the room, he grabbed his pedal, and he came back, and he said to Marco, hey, you got to try this pedal, it's going to change your life. So Marco plugged a thing in. And he started noodling around on a riff that actually became what comes around, goes around for on the new record. And we were all stoked. We're like, oh, this is killer. It's like old Sabbath, Zeppelin. Like, it's just everybody was really pumped about it. And we kind of mapped it out very quickly. And at that point, Doug was like, well, this is a bit heavier than, you know, whatever. He goes, check this riff out. And then he came in with Rise Up. He showed us, you know, Rise Up. We jumped on that. And those two songs kind of dictated the direction the record was going to go. At that point, we were like heavy, heavy, heavy. So we kind of, you know, we did that thing. And as far as the lyrics on, on, um, I see now here, here, this is, this is part of the thing of getting old. You kind of forget what the question was. <laughs> well, I, I was just asking you why that was the first single actually uh, on the album. If you guys, did you guys select it or did the record label select it or who, who made that decision? That was the question. It's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I think it's more like the, everybody right out of the gate, listened to the record and rise up just was like that anthemic, uh, just heavy, kicky in the teeth song that just kind of I, we, you know, everybody felt it would establish the sound of the record. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like the, you know, everybody's choice. I know they teased everybody in the beginning, even prior to Rise Up. They teased everybody a little bit with the song Resurrected. Right. Um, but that one was one that everybody was like this song lyrically musically it's just it's just like a kick in the teeth so let's let's go with this one you guys are seasoned musicians how do you know at the end of this album that you're going to be satisfied right because you guys have written so many songs in your life and played so many where do you say you know what this is enough we're satisfied this with this let's move on Um, I don't know, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that's, that's kind of a big part of the producer too. Cause I, I think most musicians will tend to, I know I'm guilty of it. I'll sit down and I'll work on a song and I'll write it. And then I go back and I listen to it a month later, three months later. I mean, even, even songs that I did in Motley, The Scream, Union, I'll go back with them and go, God, I wish I would have done this. And even in live, I'll change melodies up. And, you know, uh, we're kind of having a moment like that now with uh, we do a, a lot of acoustic shows and we've kind of come up with an alternative version for Dead and Gone. And the more I play it, I go, man, why didn't I think of this melody <laughs> when I was when I was recording it? Right. You know what I mean? So I think musicians tend to over overthink things or over evaluate things and i think that's the job of the producer to go guys it's done 
put it away. Get out of here. Right. Next <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and I got to say, that's what I loved about, you know, coming into this thing. I came in during the writing process, and I was kind of watching how, what, what direction they were going. And once they had the songs and we went into the studio, it was pretty effortless of where we all wanted to go and what direction we were going to go in, which was a beautiful thing. Because I've had, I've been in bands where you know, one guy wants another direction, the other guy wants another direction, and you're fighting with the producer on what direction to go in. When we all had a, a kind of a joint effort to say, this is where we're going, and we just pointed our, you know, our our brains to that area, and, and it just all came out so smooth and so effortless. And that was what was, for me, was so beautiful about it. I mean, I got my drum tracks done in four days because we knew what we yeah, I Dean, knew what I Dean was going to do. Dean doesn't realize that I redid the drum tracks after the <laughs> <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm, I'm just, I'm just awesome at everything. So yes, he is. you know, I, I want to ask, I want to ask Dean this question uh, because we can't forget about the drummers. They are the most important people in the band. Just so you know, John. Uh, yeah, so right they are. You right, see that? So, so this band, um, I take it kind of was really a breath of fresh air after everything that happened at the end of journey and stuff. And, and you kind of went away for a bit and then you come back just just kicking major butt in this band it's got to feel really good to be back on top again oh dude i'll tell you you know it's great to be in a hard rock band again just a, a rock and roll you know free for all really i mean you know it, journey is a very controlled environment the music's very controlled you play a certain way the songs have to be a certain way or the fans will crucify you you have to do it this right. way but this is a brand new band pretty much maybe five years old so we have the the uh the luxury of experimenting and, and trying different things. And, and for me to go back to my rock roots, you know, I came out as a metal drummer, you know, and bad English was my first, really my pop, my pop, you know, uh, I guess marriage, right. You know, to go into the pop direction. So play hard rock again and, and be able to play like I play. And, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. And the guys in the band, I mean, they, you know, they're second to none. These are the best musicians that you can find out there. There's a million better, you know. I'm very, very fortunate to be with guys like this that, that have the same vision, and we're all kind of like an all for one and one for all. We just go for it, and, and I haven't had that. It's been a very controlled, structured environment for 17 years. Right. So now it's time, to, you know, to breathe some fresh air, and I love it. I'm having a blast. Well, and that's why when I brought up Hardline, that that reminded me. I mean, this album, as I hear it, and I listened back in the in the '90s to the Hardline album, and I'm like, you were just a major rock drummer. And I get that with Journey, you had to take yeah. a different route. But this, I really feel like like you're kicking some major butt on it, uh, John. I want to ask you. I I really feel that that your vocals right now are the best I've ever heard them. How do you feel about them? I mean, you listen to that album, it's flawless. And I'm thinking as you're getting older, you're sounding better, maybe more maturing in your vocals. But but how do you feel you're at right now? Or where do you feel you're at right now with your vocals? You know, I, 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 I got to be honest. Silence. Like, I, I, you know, no, it's, I, I go back and I listen to... Um, you know, I go back and I listen to some of the earlier stuff I did, like the scream and um, uh, even the Motley stuff. I mean, there was some stuff on that record. Like I, I just, you know, I, I know I did some shows uh, a couple of years ago. I was out doing, uh, you know, the Motley record live in its entirety. And I was going back and I was listening to it and I was rehearsing with my band, my solo band. And I was just sitting there going, 
what was I thinking? Like, why did I, you know, I, I just like songs like Smoke the Sky and, you know, some of that stuff. It was just full tilt all the time. So I feel like I've lost a little bit of the higher register in my voice a bit. But I think with age, you kind of figure out, like, you kind of figure out how to pace yourself a little bit. You right. know what I mean? You know, so now I, you know, I, as I get older, I go, okay, well, you know, I can't drink before the shows. I can't do this or I can't do that. I got to make sure I warm up. I got to make sure I get, you know, at least six to eight hours of sleep every day. And, you know, you figure out when to take little cat naps. So, so you kind of figure out the pacing thing. Um, but I will say this, this band truly works harder than any of the other bands that I've ever been in, you I know? Agree. So I don't know, man, it's where you just kind of figure out like how to pace yourself. Is there, I don't know. You, you know, you mentioned a lot of great names in this band, Doug Aldrich, you know, uh, David Lowry, Marco Mendoza as well. Like, is it hard with that many great names and you guys included in that where there is ego or is that really non-existent like it seems non-existent but that's like looking from the outside right well yeah for me being the new guy i see no egos that's the beauty of it that's and and i've seen it in a lot of the other bands i've been in and and this one is just like i said it's an all for one and one for all that egos go aside and it's all about okay what can we do to make the fans happy what can we do to make this uh show great what, what can we do to make the videos killer what, what can we do to make the music amazing and, you know, there's no, well, I need to do my cool drum licks here. It's like, you know what? That takes a backseat to the song. Right. And it takes a backseat to what's most important, which is getting the message out and playing these songs for these people. There's no, there's no egos here. And I love that. I just love it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me on this radio edited version of The Dead Daisies featuring John Karabi, the lead singer, and Dean Castronova. Once again, Friday, August the 24th. They are playing at the Phoenix in Toronto. Doors open at 7 p.m. You can get tickets, www.ticketweb.ca, ticketweb.ca. Uh, Hookers and Blow, Dizzy Reed's band is opening up, and Counterweight and Fear also on the bill. Again, thanks to John, thanks to Dean, thanks to you for listening. My name is Shane Christopher Neal.